Welcome, friends, star-crossed lovers, singles, hopeless romantics, to With Love From Live Dating Advice Podcast. If you've just found us, Liv is a dating coach specifically for the LDS community. And on this podcast, we are going to answer your dating questions. If you'd like your dating question answered, you can shoot us an email at livetally at thesealeddeal.com or slide into our DMs on Instagram at livetallydatingcoach. So today we're just going to answer one big question that several people have asked, and that is, why is dating so hard? So <laughs> what do you think? Thanks, babe. So this is a question that I both get all the time and that I constantly asked when I was single because it just felt especially hard for me. And I spent a lot of time trying to understand why that was. Um, and I think something that's really, really unique that actually gets overlooked a lot um, is that dating completely revolutionized with the birth of social media and dating apps. And what gets lost is that there was a major shift in how we interacted, how we engaged with each other, and how we socialized in this really rapid way. And if you think about that social media and even the internet haven't even been around that long, I think it's really interesting that we have adapted in every other way from how we work to how we um, socialize in general and you know how we connect, but we haven't translated that to dating and really like unpacked this shift. And so I think that um, social media and dating apps have impacted how we date um, in a number of ways. And I want to just kind of get into those um, because I think that this whole concept is pretty in depth. Um, and I don't think that it gets the attention that it really needs for us to understand it and to adapt. Um, so to just kind of start out, I think that the quantity of people that we have available to us now versus how many people, for example, our parents had, has changed so drastically and that has had a really profound effect on how we reconcile who to pick. Um, this is actually referred to in psychology as the paradox of choice. And it's the idea that the more choices that you have, the less likely you are to choose any of them and the less satisfied you will be with the choice you make. And what's important about that concept is that people literally have thousands and thousands of options that are a finger swipe or a profile away. And I think that that has really gotten into people's heads because there's this kind of need to look for the next best thing. And there's, you know, never really that desire to choose one person um, to commit to one date 
to make one match because there are so many other options out there for you. And so it's hard for people to say, okay, well, I'm going to choose this one and not let my mind wander, not let my finger keep swiping through and see who might be better because there are just so many options. And what has really come with all of that um, is that we kind of put these unrealistic expectations on the person that we do pick to be everything. Like we want to pick the most perfect option so that we don't feel like we're missing out on anyone else. And so in order to reconcile that, then we look for someone who is our best friend, who is the best lover, who is perfect spiritually, who has never made a mistake, who is all of these things. And we put this incredibly unrealistic list of qualifiers um, to kind of justify to ourselves, I can pick this one and I don't have to wonder about what else is out there because this person is absolutely everything. And I just don't think that people understand that that's what's going on. And I have seen how harmful that can be um, and that it's used often as a defense mechanism because the person who has put this unrealistic list of qualities out there is maybe subconsciously saying, I don't believe that I can be anyone's pick. So I will look for an impossibility because then that kind of prevents me from having to be imperfect myself. So the first major problem that we're facing is options, just how many we have. And then the second is this idea of perfection. Um, and options can be great. Like I think that it's easy to vilify social media and dating apps um, because, you know, they get a bad rap sometimes or because of the stigma of online dating that used to exist and all of that. But it's really, truly incredible that we have the opportunity now to connect with so many people in so many different ways. And I think that that's actually really, really incredible. I think that that is something that definitely can be taken advantage of. Um, so having too many options can be a problem if you don't know how to tune in to what you're really looking for and be able to just say, okay, I know what I want. I know the kind of connection that I want to feel and I can make that connection with multiple people, but I choose this one because I like this person. I like the way they make me feel. I like spending time with them and I know how to make this connection grow. And the ability to identify that and cultivate that kind of connection, um, it does come with 
a level of emotional maturity and also of self-validation that you are deserving of that kind of connection, that you can show up in a relationship in the best way that you know how and that it's okay when you make mistakes because you will and you will be imperfect and so will your partner and that doesn't mean that you chose wrong and that you need to immediately start looking for other options which I think is pretty common and in fact I know that I did that a lot when I was dating and um, in fact, a little personal anecdote when I really realized that I was doing this um, was actually when I was dating another guy and um, he had a long time on and off girlfriend for like six years. And I had dated him before and he kind of ghosted me and then um, he showed up again and we started going out. And, um, he and I were talking about this girl cause I, I knew of her. I ended up meeting her and actually we're friends now, uh, which is kind of funny, but, um, but you know, we were talking and I said, well, you know, if you have chosen this girl to be in a relationship off and on with for six years, like obviously you're really connected to her. You really like her. You enjoy spending that time together. So, you know, what's your issue with her? And he was like, well, but what if there's someone better out there? And that like broke my heart. I hadn't even met this girl at this point. Um, but I was so sad to hear that. And then I realized that I was doing that too. And I was constantly looking for why things weren't going to work out with this person in front of me. Um, and a lot of that did stem from, I don't really know how to be in a relationship. I'm not really comfortable with relationships. I have some self-esteem issues that I need to work through. And I'm, I'm not even sure what a long lasting relationship even looks like for me. Um, and so I looked for reasons why things couldn't work out. And when this guy said that to me, then it was just this click of you get to water your own grass. Like, <laughs> and in fact, if you have done one-on-one -on -one coaching with me or you're curious about it, um, I actually have a module that I work through um, that we talk about watering your own grass and what that looks like and kind of why we shy away from it and how to do it. And it was inspired by this guy because that just really, really got to me. And I just couldn't stop thinking about what if we're missing out on so many great relationships because we're afraid that they don't start out being perfect when that's just not realistic anyways. You're never going to meet someone and they'll automatically know how to love you in every way that you want to be loved because they don't know you. And you may be really compatible, but that doesn't mean that your relationship will be perfect because 
you haven't been building it together. It can't be at that point because a relationship is something that you show up to every single day and you decide to put the work in and you make mistakes and you ask for forgiveness and then you work to be better. And that process of making mistakes and forgiving and understanding and reconnecting, that's what makes your relationship really, really great. And I think that that is also really undervalued um, in a social media and internet age because everything wants, or I guess we want everything to be instant. Um, and we're seeking for that immediate gratification. And so, you know, if we have to put in the work and and show up for a relationship again and again and again, and it's not perfect, then I've seen people get bored. I've gotten bored. And uh, it's much easier to just move on and be single again, because that's what you know, than to really commit to working through, okay, where are we misunderstanding each other? Where are we not communicating? How am I not feeling heard or seen or loved? And how do I need to ask for it better? So um, I don't want to blame social media uh, for dating being so hard, but I do think that it has been a major contributing factor um, and I think that our inability to let dating adapt in the way that we have let everything else adapt um, has really worked against us. And especially within the LDS culture, um, it's a traditionally, you know, conservative value-based religion, right? And and you know, it's typical to be old fashioned and to not be promiscuous and to um, do things in a certain way because traditionally that's how it's always been done. And I am not advocating for, um, you know, being promiscuous or anything, but I do think that it's time to let dating evolve and to not just let it happen in a new way, but we get the opportunity right now, kind of being at the forefront with having the majority of members of the church being single um, and kind of this age group, then it's absolutely within your power to decide how dating is going to be. And because we're we're changing and we're learning and we're adapting, this is an incredible opportunity for you as a single person to set the rules and to let go of, okay, this is how my parents dated. That doesn't really work now. So I'm going to let it go. And I'm going to do things the way that I think is best for me, for the relationship that I want, for my goals and be your own you know, leader and to forge your own path in this environment because you get to, like, you get to have the power to change things 
how you want them to be changed. Um, and something that I think is really, really interesting um, is that culturally and as a society, we have also shifted a lot when it comes to gender roles and what that looks like in our relationships and our homes and all of that. And while I would prop up the proclamation to the family as the gospel standard, um, I don't think that the proclamation of the family is as rigid as sometimes we teach it to be. Um, and we, we don't have to put the really, really hard rules on men have to earn all of the money and women stay home. Like, I think that there is room for adaptation and personal experiences and um, especially with the ability that women have right now to work from home, like we're, we're just living in a yes and time. It's not, you have to stay at home and be a great mom, or you go out and be the breadwinner. You can do both and your husband can do both. And there's so much more ability for us as as you know, participants in the relationship, um, to just not be confined by certain things and to lead your home in a way that feels really, really aligned and, and in tune with the spirit of your home. Um, and that when you're, when you're not looking at each other as, you know, you are, my husband, so you are the financial provider, and and that's it, and that's what I see you as. And instead, shift into if you're out there and you're working and you're doing what makes you feel really excited and you're making money, that's awesome. And do you want to stay home? And do you want to raise the kids at home together, and we can both work from home? Or, you know, however that gets to look for you, um, I think it's much, much, much more important to tune into um, the spirit of the law in this regard and see each other as, okay, am I being a nurturer in this relationship? Do you feel like your needs are nurtured by me? And do I feel like you are providing for me? In, in whatever way that needs to look for our relationship. And as long as you can talk about that together and set that expectation together and do what you feel like the spirit calls you to do, then that's gonna be okay. And, and it doesn't have to look the way that it did traditionally just because that's the tradition. So um, definitely, definitely tradition can be great and it's okay to let things change. So um, just to kind of recap on all of this, um, dating is really, really hard because we're trying to date the way that our parents dated and that doesn't work for us in this modern online society. So 
let dating adapt, let it grow, let it change, let it be something that is fun and easy for you. Um, and you can make it fun and you can make it easy by setting your own limitations, setting your own boundaries and really getting clear on this is the kind of relationship that I want. This is the kind of home that I want. This is the family that I have the desire to create. And I'm going to find someone who wants to build that with me. And I don't have to settle. And I don't have to rule every single person out just in case someone else better is out there because you make your relationship the best that it can be and you make it be your ideal together and you let it grow and you let it change and evolve and adapt and you see each other for who you are um, and not not necessarily what your um you know, societal title is, but just who you are and how you show up together and how you want to live your life together. And I think that that will really, really help you um, to not feel so overwhelmed with dating, to not get really bogged down with rejection because everybody's just looking for love and you get to have it. You get to find it. You get to feel it all the time when you learn how to do it in the best way for you um, and in an eternal way because love is not limited. We don't we don't have a God who makes us earn love. Um, he just gives it to us all the time, no matter what, no matter who we are, what we've done. Um, love is always, always accessible. And so when you can tune into that and believe it, then you don't have to seek it so hard and in a really almost desperate way with the people you date. And you can just let things kind of be and you can let them change and you can let them adapt because you know you're getting the love you want and it's going to happen and you can feel it from your family and you can feel it from your relationship with Heavenly Father and you will feel it with your partner and love comes in different forms and you feel it in different ways, but the one true unconditional love comes from an almighty being and he is not limited. So all of that is to say, um, let dating change, let yourself be adaptable and let yourself be loved. I hope that helps. Let me know if you want to talk about any of these things more. Um, and I also hope that you'll stay tuned because I am going to be releasing some exciting stuff soon. Uh, so if you don't follow me on Instagram, definitely make sure you do that. If you aren't signed up for my email list, also make sure you do that because um, you'll find out what's coming out first. And um, you can sign up for my email list from my Instagram page. That's definitely where I'm the most active. And as always, please send your questions in so that we can talk about them together. Well, that's it for today. Um, if you want to learn more, as Liv said, check us out on Instagram. 
at LiveTally Dating Coach or send us an email, LiveTally at the sealed deal.com. And hope you guys have a lovely rest of the day.